Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. One of the oldest stories on Earth is that this place is victim to a recurrent cataclysmic event, akin to a reset button that can send advanced civilizations back to the Stone Age in a geological instant. The Great Flood and Sodom and Gomorrah of the Bible, the three cataclysms of the Vishnu Purana, the sinking of Atlantis and Lemuria. The history of the world is rich with stories of cataclysms. The Five Sons of the Aztec teaches that the present world was preceded by four other cycles of creation and destruction. According to official records from commander of Project Nanook, Major Maynard White, the U.S. government discovered in the late 1940s that the Earth undergoes major magnetic flips about every 10,000 to 12,000 years, which causes the surface of the Earth to catastrophically shift in the space of one day. This information was officially kept from the public. The mysterious Great Pyramid of Giza was built with dimensions that memorialize the golden ratio, pi, and the speed of light, and along with the Sphinx, forms a working clock of the Great Year. The Great Year is the astronomical cycle of the equinoxes around the ecliptic, a cycle that repeats just about every 26,000 years, leading many to speculate that the cataclysm is a somewhat fixed event in this cycle of time. Many researchers believe that the Great Pyramid, along with several other ancient structures that memorialize the Great Year, were built to warn us about the recurrent cataclysm. Our sun has its own recurrent cycles, and in almost every cataclysm story throughout history, the sun plays a major role. Researchers have found 11, 88, 200, and 2,400-year cycles, which involve the oscillation between solar minimum and solar maximum. Solar maximum being when the sun exhibits the most sunspot and solar flare activity. Many researchers now believe that this cycle leads up to a recurrent nova of our own sun. Recurrent novas have been observed all over the night sky. The mainstream theory is that stars become congested with atmospheric material and eventually expel this material in an explosive outburst. And there is much evidence that our own sun experiences these recurrent novas, which likely is related to the solar flare and sunspot cycles. The latest research tells us that the sun is more electrical than it is nuclear fusion and that it has an electromagnetic relationship with the Earth. This would suggest that the magnetic reversals of the Earth occurs when the sun novas. And so the big question is, when will that be? Douglas Vogt has been studying this subject for decades and predicts that a recurrent nova will next occur in 2046. He arrived at this date based on sun cycles, as well as biblical coding. The Mayan Long Count calendar began in 3113 BC and was marked by days, not years. 1,872,000 days. 
Nearly all sources brought the Mayan calendar to an end in 2012. By dividing the number of days by 365.24 days in the year. But Jason Brashears of Archaics.com points out the fact that prior to 713 BC, there were 360 days in the year. In 713 BC, all the civilizations of the world changed their calendars to add five days. In Persia, these extra five days became known as the bad luck days. In ancient Mexico, the useless days. And for the ancient Maya, the unlucky days. When we adjust accordingly, we have 864,000 days before the calendar change and 1,008,000 days after, which brings the Mayan calendar to an end in 2046. This also raises the question, what happened in 713 BC? According to the Bible, 86,000 people were killed. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very glad to be here on this Monday morning. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We are coming to you live from the Austin, Texas, central headquarters of InfoWars, band.video, newswars.com, all of the glorious websites where you can find the unvarnished truth about what's happening in the world. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us in this mission to continue to shatter the paradigm and alter the course of the world as we've done so much before. It really is incredible. I had a good weekend. I got to I got to hang out with some uh, some old info warriors, including the one and only David Knight. And it was really fun to uh, catch up with him for a little while. Didn't even realize he'd moved to Tennessee. And I realized, you know, we do the Friday night or Friday. We tend to try to take more phone calls. It's just sort of a tradition. I guess I got it from Owen, who got it from Rush Limbaugh with doing open line Fridays. And I realized that really Monday should be our open line day because so much occurs over the weekend. There's no way I can get to all of it. And so maybe we should just take more phone calls and ask you what you think the biggest stories of the weekend were and how you're reacting to them and how you interpret them. So we'll open up the phone lines nice and early today. Lots of videos to show you. We'll be joined by Alex Cargill in the third hour to talk about what's happening in Canada. As we are reminded once again that what's happening in this country is not unique or you know, just local in concern. It is a global change we are observing and, of course, each country is dealing with it in a different way and we're going to talk about how Canada actually has a candidate now that uh, may actually be able to pull them out of the great recess quicksand that's rapidly consuming the entire world. So it should be a big show. Let's begin today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 17th of October, 2022. Thousands take to the streets of Paris in to protest soaring prices. Thousands of people took to the streets of Paris on Sunday to, to protest against soaring prices as weeks of strikes for higher wages at oil refineries spurred demands for a general strike. Leaders of the hard left party, La France Unbowed, the France Unbowed, is what it's called, uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, marched Alongside this year's Nobel Prize winner for literature, Anne Ernaux, 
he called for a general strike for Tuesday, and this is, and you're seeing here if you're a television viewer, the absolutely massive crowds that took to the Paris streets just shoulder to shoulder as far as the eye can see. Brussels also saw massive protests this weekend, as well as several places in Germany as well. Absolutely enormous showing, and it just seems like this is sort of a return to form. Remember, 2019 ended with the entire world, it seemed, up in arms against their governments, just massive uprisings everywhere from Ecuador to France to Hong Kong. And then it all seemed to be put on pause during coronavirus when everybody was trapped inside and the world essentially declared martial law. And now it seems like, well, they're returning this time with even more anger at what's being done to their countries at the behest of the World Economic Forum under the guise of climate change regulation. So we'll cover that a little bit more later in the show and continue to show you these absolutely jaw-dropping scale of the protests now embroiling all of Europe. Meanwhile, also in international news, China's Xi Jinping opens annual CCP conference and announces full control of Hong Kong, saying Taiwan is next. Yes, the takeover of Hong Kong is complete, says the Chinese Communist Party, as they turn their eye of Sauron gaze towards Taiwan. Chinese Communist Party President Xi Jinping announced the opening of the CCP's 20th uh, National Congress of the Communist Party of China that the takeover of Hong Kong is complete and Taiwan is next. Because why invade militarily when you can invade politically? Why waste a amphibious assault on an island when you can just pour money into it and take it over that way. Of course, this has been what we've been saying on this show forever, that they're not going to invade Taiwan if they don't have to. And you can just look at Hong Kong to see how effective their takeover technique can be uh, when they have the cooperation of the media in undermining, subverting, and then taking over formerly democratic areas at their border. Again, in international news, as World War III continues to spiral, Russia hits Ukraine's capital with wave of kamikaze drones. Kiev warned earlier this month about Moscow's increasing use of Iranian-made drones to attack civilian and infrastructure targets. And Russia's, this weekend, Russia blasted the Ukrainian capital with a deadly wave of kamikaze drones. Monday, in a renewed attack that set apartments ablaze as soldiers fired into the air. The drones, carrying explosives and their distinctive buzz, terrorized Kiev just weeks after the Kremlin forces unleashed a deadly barrage against civilian and infrastructure targets across the country. Ukraine says the attacks include Iranian-made drones, which, is, which it has accused Moscow of increasingly deploying as it runs low on precision missiles and appealed again for Western allies to provide aerial defense help. It is very, uh, very futuristic, this war that we are you know, watching unfold before us, just wave upon wave of autonomous explosive drones flying into a major metropolitan area to seek and destroy their targets. Sure would be nice if just absolutely anybody in power actually wanted to stop or slow down or prevent or reverse the snowball rolling down the hill that is World War Three. But uh, no, that's... That's not happening. In fact, we have lots of stories today about how the very concept of peace is considered treasonous because, as we all know, war is peace. Peace is war. 
Soaring inflation has wiped out $2.1 trillion, an average of 25% off workers' retirement savings. You got to get those numbers up, folks. Twenty-five. That means we're 25% of the way there. Now, see, the, the reimagining of the economy will not end until 100% of the retirement savings is over, until everybody is forcibly corralled into the great reset you will own nothing everything you have possession of is simply debt is simply borrowed simply disposable nothing permanent nothing no intergenerational wealth nothing to pass on to your children nothing to build throughout your life just an endless cascade of rentals and you know debt-based impermanence Again, is this – are they doing this on purpose or isn't it an accident? Does it matter? The point is that because of their economic policies, because of the desires of those in power, the ability to save or earn money for the average person is rapidly being reduced and eliminated in favor of a system of nothing but usury, nothing but debt, nothing but – Whatever the opposite of ownership would be, <laughs> just just borrowing. We're all just borrowing everything. You can't own anything anymore because they'll own it all. But you'll be happy because, hey, at least they haven't killed you yet. And finally, we have this story, probably the biggest story over the weekend. Y'all done poked the bear too effing long. Yay goes off on Jewish media in controversial in, uh, interview. Yay, the artist formerly known as Kanye West, went off on the Jewish media for slandering him as crazy and trying to take him down in a wild interview with Drink Champs released late Saturday night, saying they've been effing with me too long, Ye said. They put the crazy narrative out there. My Jewish trainer, Harley Pasternak, who's Lizzo's trainer, put it out when I went to the hospital, put it in the press. I got a bunch of friends that went to the hospital. I didn't go to the press, or it didn't go to the press. They did just like they did the documentary on the third episode. They said, we love Ye like the rest of y'all. We know he's a genius like the rest of y'all, but sometimes you have to turn the camera off on him. And uh, anyway, he just, yeah, uh, doubled down. The latest from this is that Kanye apparently wants to buy the, or has agreed to, they're acting like it's already done, the social media uh, parlor, alternative social media website parlor. Uh, Looks like he's going to buy that. We've got clips from this. Uh, we'll show you. I want to hear you, what you find people think about uh, what Kanye has been saying. And we'll get into all of it a little bit later. Stay tuned, folks. It's American Journal. Forwards.com. Forwards.com is how you support us. Everybody says they want people to stand up and fight tyranny. But when you fight tyranny, the new world order comes after you. Now, I knew that. And for 28 years, I've been on air exposing these people. And together, we've had a great effect. But listen. They're coming after us right now. They're trying to shut us down, but they can't beat the power of we the people, of you and I together. So please visit InfoWorksStore.com and get incredible, game-changing products while at the same time keeping us on air. We have the biggest sale of the year running right now at InfoWorksStore.com, and you get an additional 10% off on the deals that are at least 40% off. Many are 50% off on Vitamin Mineral Fusion, X3, DNA Force Plus, you name it. So on top of 50% off... 
at checkout with promo code 1776 or 1776, an additional 10% off and no Patriot points. This is by far the biggest sell of the year. Keeps us on air, plus they're great products. Check them out at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. By the will of God and by God working through you and your support, InfoWars continues to persevere against attacks never before seen in the Western world against independent media. Thanks for keeping me in the fight. And over the years, you have come to the table. You have stepped to the plate so many times and kept InfoWars and free speech on the air, and I thank you. But now, I have my own legal bills that have reached the point that I can't pay them, and I need your support. So if you want to keep this operation moving forward, if you want to back me in this fight against the globalists, please visit saveinfowars.com and saveinfowars.com takes you a URL at Give Sim Go for direct Alex Jones Legal Defense Fund. This whole phase of their attacks, four years in the making, is almost over. And right at the end, we're not giving up, we're not giving in, but we could give out. So please, if you support what we're doing and want to fight for liberty and freedom and justice in the future, go to saveinfowars.com today. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. Colin will be taking your calls until the 10 o'clock hour, in which we'll join. We'll be joined by Alex Cargill, Canadian activist, in support of the People's Party of Canada. You know him well here from the uh, the old uh, truck convoy days. Very excited to talk to him. So go ahead and give us a call here at American Journal. The number to dial is one 789 2539 one 789 2539 Give us a call right now, and we'll be taking your calls throughout the show today. Let me tell you, folks, it is a miracle every day that I get to come on air and broadcast live to you over the airwaves, whether you're finding us on Infowars.com, Band.video, any of our numerous sort of decentralized repeater stations out there that like to upload our streams to places like twitter and rumble however you're finding us just know we're only here because you have supported us and give us the resources that we need to continue this operation and we cannot express how thankful we are for that generosity from our audience and solidarity from our audience who knows that what we do here is really invaluable to be a voice of reason and truth in a world beset, awash, absolutely drowning in deception, deceit, betrayal, manipulation, and subversion. And for decades, Alex Jones has been warning the world of what is to come. Cashless society, forced medical mandates, implantable chips, man-made bioweapons, and cooperate world government. We're currently in the very age Alex warned us about now. Alex has been marked for destruction. After being the test case for internet censorship, Alex is now the test case for lawfare, seeking to destroy political opposition and dissent. Big Tech was successful deplatforming Alex because of the lack of response at the time. Now, left-wing radicals are attempting to destroy Alex via the court system. Don't let them be successful in their new weapon against free speech, lawfare. 
stand up for Alex by making a donation to his legal defense and keeping him in the fight every single day by going to saveinfowars.com and donating to the legal defense fund. That's saveinfowars.com. You can also go to 1776coin.com to purchase a keepsake collector's item in the form of the amazingly beautiful silver coins we have on on offer there. And just to let you know how quickly they are cycling through this process of utilizing uh, lawfare against anybody who deviates from the system. The family of George Floyd is now considering legal action over Kanye West's comments. The family of George Floyd says it's considering taking legal action against Kanye West after the rapper alleged that the 46-year-old man died from a drug overdose. You know, like some of the medical experts said. Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin Chauvin, was convicted of Floyd's murder in May 2020. He knelt on Floyd's neck for around nine minutes while the unarmed black man was handcuffed and lying face down the street crying, I can't breathe. That's one way to put it. West, who legally changed his name to Ye, made the claims in an appearance on the Drink Champs podcast on Saturday while discussing a new documentary by conservative commentator Candace Owens titled The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd and the Rise of Black Lives Matter. Quote, while one cannot defame the dead, the family of George Floyd is considering a suit for Kanye's false statement about the manner of his death. Civil rights lawyer Lee Merritt tweeted on behalf of uh, Floyd's family on the 16th of October, claiming Floyd died from fentanyl, not the brutality established criminally and civilly undermines and diminishes the Floyd's family's fight. So, I mean, don't don't look at the don't look at the uh, medical reports. Don't look at the entire situation surrounding George Floyd's death. Just accept the official narrative, or risk being sued into an oblivion. That's the new form of American free speech. You're free to say whatever you want, unless, of course, it offends somebody. In which case, we'll see you in court. We'll tell. We'll, and even if you even if you win, even if you make it out of the gauntlet of lawfare it'll at least tie you up for a couple years cost you a couple million dollars in defense destroy your reputation online and prevent you from focusing on anything you actually want to focus on in favor of dragging you into court day in and day out you're not allowed anymore to question the uh, official narrative and this is how it's working this is how it's going this is what the uh, precedent is setting we can either stand up to it now or be a victim of it totally. Let's go to the phone calls now since we already have a bunch pouring in. Let's go to Daryl in North Carolina. Talking about Antifa.com, a nuclear drill today, Kanye and Candace. That's a lot of topics, Daryl. We don't, we don't have that long, but uh, you're on the air. Welcome. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Harrison. I'll, I'll start with uh, George Floyd. So since Kanye and Candace are kind of doing a deep dive, I decided to. And I remembered hearing something, so I did some research, and uh, there's a lady, a lady named Maya Santa Maria. She's the owner of a club in Minneapolis called El Nuevo Rodeo. And that's the club where George Floyd and Derek Chauvin both worked at for 17 years in security. And I started reading about this, and, you know, they were buddies. And so the media kind of disappeared that. So I kind of wanted 
Connie and Candace to look into that uh, first off. And then George Floyd, he was the, uh, the allegedly the cops were called because he was trying to pass off a counterfeit $20 bill. And I don't know about you, but I have never known anyone in my life that can counterfeit money. That's a pretty big deal. So I'd like them to look into that counterfeit operation, perhaps coming out of the El Nuevo Rodeo Club, which just so happened to be burnt to the ground a week after George Floyd was uh, killed. Uh, that's number one. Well, that, that is true. Let, let me, let me, hold on. Let me, let ahead, me interject here because I have a theory about this because I think I, I think I figured it out. Uh, I think it has something to do with the websites such as, and not implicating them in particular, but uh, Wish.com. Wish.com, I, I found out about it in 2020 and was scrolling through and found a collection of f- fake $20 bills. I'll, I'll actually, I'll run across the to my office and, and grab the uh, the 20s just to show you how real they look. So there was a time where on these like – so Wish.com is basically just like Chinese crap. Like you just get like small whatever. It's all just like off-brand the items that are that are super cheap and you could actually pay like four dollars and get a stack of twenty dollar bills that looked fairly real uh and so as soon as the george floyd thing happened i was like huh, i wonder if this had something to do with the ability to to buy this fake money on on these websites and went and found out that all of it had been removed from that website wish.com you couldn't buy it anymore as soon as the george floyd thing happened i wondered is that where it came from because not so much as a counterfeiting operation as like prop money that comes from china that looks fairly real and if you you know wanted to you could at least try to pass it off as real so that's that's my guess or my you know interpretation of the uh george floyd counterfeiting stuff i'll go i'll go grab the money right now during this commercial break and and bring it back and we'll go back to daryl from north carolina on the other side since i since i cut him off and took up so much of his time with my, with my personal theory, but that's my theory about what hap- what, where George Floyd got the um, got the money from. Since it came, it's coming from China, you don't hear much about it. it. Seems like it got covered up a little bit. But we'll be right back with more from Daryl, more your phone calls, more videos from the big news over this weekend. Stay tuned. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the globalist stone documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. Infowars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, $5, 10 50 $100, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up. I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We're here at the... uh InfoWars Central Headquarters, broadcasting live, taking your phone calls. Daryl's on the line. 
Some interesting connections between uh, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin since it's back in the news with Kanye West making the very reasonable uh, assumption, uh, making the very reasonable statement that uh, George Floyd likely died because of fentanyl overdose, not because somebody was uh, you know, putting their knee on his neck. And when I first saw this and learned that the original reason that George Floyd had the police called on him was because he used a counterfeit $20 bill. Uh, the first thing I thought of was uh, this. There was a time in 2020 just before George Floyd was caught where you could go on somewhere like wish.com and order fake money and you'd get an envelope like this. That would come and say it's untracked and it would be full of money, $20 bills. These are all fake. I bought these all for like four bucks and this is like only half of them. I gave a bunch away. I bought candy with it. No, I'm just kidding. I gave it away to like – I gave some to Owen and uh, and others just to talk about this and expose it. But yeah, it looks very real printed on both sides. The only thing that would uh, show you that it's not real is the prop copy words there, just a small little thing printed, which you could you know, cover up or scratch out or something. What about the texture of the bills? Uh, it's actually pretty good. Here's one that I've like crinkled a lot, and if you crinkle it and kind of like iron it and do it, it like – you know, it doesn't feel like paper. It feels like the that kind of clothy, plasticky feeling from uh, of regular money. So, pretty, pretty legitimate, pretty real. And then, as soon as the George Floyd thing happened, these disappeared off of the internet. You you couldn't buy them anymore. But there was a time when you could uh, you get very, very realistic looking and feeling money uh, off the internet because yeah, to actually run a counterfeiting operation requires massive. Uh, investment and you know, like these huge printing machines and everything. Anyway, since we were on the topic, I thought I would uh, bring out that's that's my theory as to where uh, old old Doctor Floyd got his uh, corrupt money. Uh, so, Daryl, what do you think about that? Uh, it's interesting. I just uh, the most interesting thing to me is the fact that those two guys worked together for so many years, and anybody that's, that's so ever strange. worked in a club or a bar, you know, you become very close to people that you work with for many years in a bar. So that's, that's kind of what I wanted them to look at. Uh, let me go to one more thing, Harrison. If you have your phone handy, and if anyone's out there, go ahead and go on to Google or anywhere and type in Antifa.com and see what happens. All right. All right. I mean, if you say so, I guess I will. Antifa.com, you say? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, it goes right to the White House. <laughs> it goes wow. right to whitehouse.gov. What do you know? Hey, wait a minute. Biden said Antifa was just an idea. Wait a second. All right, that's that's pretty funny. I mean, that's got to just be somebody buying the URL, right, and then directing to the White House. That is kind of weird, though, isn't it? That's kind of strange. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just typed Very in Antifa.gov, and it went straight to the White House. Very interesting. All right, Antifa. final report here, Daryl, before we move on to other callers. Yes, sir. Today starts off NATO's steadfast N-22, which is an nuclear exercise that they practice bombing Russia. Uh, so Russia's um, response to that is to move uh, a bunch of MiG-31s with hypersonic nuclear missiles uh, into Belarus. So these guys are really afraid of what we all know about COVID and the fake race war they're trying to start. And now they want to try to start a nuke war. But here's the good news. Don't be afraid, everybody, because God's in charge. And if he wants to burn the earth up, he will. These folks won't be able to do it. So... There you go, buddy. Thanks for taking my call, Harrison. I yield back to you. Amen. Thank you, uh, Daryl. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Jay in Tennessee who wants to talk about the biggest story is not 
What does that mean? You, you have a story that you think should be the biggest, but it's not being paid attention to, Jay? Yeah, Harrison. I mean, I first off, I listen every single morning. This is my favorite show. You guys always, you know, you, you bring the information. Um, but, like, I was listening to Sunday Night Live and Alex last night. And it was just Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Now I'm hearing you talk about Kanye. I mean, I get it. I mean, he's political. I mean, he probably got more votes than Biden in 2020. But, like, he's he's just a dumb rapper. I mean, we're on the brink of nuclear war. Like, they're trying to start a nuclear war with Russia. We're talking about Kanye West. It kind of seems like a distraction. Yeah, I mean, I sort of felt that way this morning as well. Like, I, I over the weekend when he did the interview, I downloaded like every clip I could find. I had like dozens of clips, but I didn't even put them in the show folder today because I had sort of the same feeling as you did. Like, yeah, there's so much other stuff to talk about. I don't want to be spending the whole show yeah, on Kanye. And, like, but and they keep having like, I, I, I don't know if these guys are like fake callers or ACLU <laughs> trying to like. I don't know, cancel you more or something, but it's like every other caller just wants to get you guys stuff about Israel and Zionism and stuff, and it's like, I mean, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Jay. about the nuclear war. Well, I mean, the... Uh, Can I jump in on this call, too? Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Cool. Jay, yeah, you know, to answer your question, you know, about, like, why we pay attention to people like Kanye, right? Like, I, I know he's not, like, a Rhodes Scholar or anything like that, but he's got a huge sphere of influence, right? And so, um, you know, what he does, it's kind of like the, uh, if you've ever heard the expression, you know, the, the body follows the head or, you know, like the, uh, the, you know, when you're talking about a snake, the, the tail follows the head, you know, he's kind of at the head of a lot of aspects of our culture right now. Mm. Yeah. And I, was, I mean, he's uh, an American it, thought leader. And I was thinking about this and how he, cause I, I think you're, you're right, Matt. And all you have to do is think back all the way to, God, well, when was uh, Hurricane Katrina, 2005, 2004, when, remember Kanye West standing there go, George Bush doesn't care about black people. No, I think he said George Bush hates black people. Did he say he doesn't care? He doesn't think, did he say hate him? I think he just he said, said doesn't, doesn't care. care. He he doesn't doesn't care. care. He yeah, he did. George Bush right, doesn't, care about, not, doesn't care about black effect. people. And that was, but George Bush does hate black people. <laughs> well, and, he's, and he was right about it. No, but, uh, but remember, that was like insane like remember like nobody knew how to react to that it was all just like oh uh, what did he just say and like everybody freaked out and everybody like through stuff on so like this is sort of that same thing again because now would anybody be shocked and outraged when somebody said donald trump doesn't care about black people like that would be the most tame thing you could ever hear so yeah i think that's an interesting part of it that Kanye is like ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff. And in the same way that back then it was like unimaginable that a celebrity would say that the U.S. president didn't care about black people like that was horrifying. Well, look where we are now with the state of race relations in this country. So, you know, he was ahead of the curve on that one, I guess you could say. So what you're saying is the red flags were always there. The red flags were always there. <laughs> well, no, he's always ahead. And, and it, of course, it has to do with just this the intersection of like censorship and you know, hate speech and getting kicked, you know, all this sort of stuff comes to the fore. And of course, the other thing is that like what we do on this show, what we actively try to do is like focus on split our focus between the big stories that everybody's talking about to give our perspective on it. Because if everybody's talking about this thing, we'd, we'd like for people to have the, a, a good perspective on it and the things that nobody's talking about. So it's kind of a hard balance to take, but we always try to focus on the stories everyone's talking about and the stories that everyone should be talking about, but aren't. And so, you know, Kanye is one of these, uh, one of these stories that just everybody's talking about. Yeah. One last thing about Kanye and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make room for other callers. 
I want to see Kanye use his platform and talk about the stuff that InfoWars talks about. And MIA, too. I mean, like, in their song. Like, mm. I heard a band on SoundCloud the other day, um, uh, American Thought Criminal. They were talking, they, they had clips of you <laughs> in Did their they really? songs. Yes, yes. Well, and I, like, I hear this. Uh, why doesn't Kanye do this? You know, like, I mean, he, he knows what's going on. Well, Kanye has an open invite to this show. He should know that. What was it called American Thought Criminal? I'm going to find that. Yeah, yeah, Thought Criminal. I was in a, I was in a song. That's cool to know. Uh, well, thank you so much for the call, Jay. I, I appreciate it. It is a little ironic that you called in to, to complain about us calling, uh, covering Kanye, which resulted in us covering Kanye for an entire segment. <laughs> but, uh, but that's I just, apologize. No, no, I t- but I, I totally get it. That's what happens. That's just what happens, and uh, I completely understand. Yeah, obviously we're on the cusp of World War here. There's a bunch of strange goings-on that we're going to cover in terms of ecology and, and the world. I won't say climate, but certainly there are are the giant rivers drying up and a billion snow crabs apparently have gone missing so we'll talk about that as well so yeah there's a lot to talk about beyond kanye it just that continues to dominate the headlines and uh it is it is absolutely fascinating and a fascinating conjunction of a lot of things that we talk about on a regular basis we'll be back with more of your phone calls i don't promote things unless they really work when it comes to politics or culture economics we are always the cutting edge the tip of the spear and when we talk about the products at infowarsstore.com they all blow you away if you'll just take them if you'll just try them i know you'll be repeat customers and finally one of our best-selling products sold out for months is back in stock it's x3 it's all three types of the very best atomic iodine out there that supercharges your energy your stamina your libido and number one your immune system so x3 despite the fact there's a run on iodine is still on sale at 50% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com and it funds the InfoWar, which is a 360 win. If you've not experienced the power of iodine, it takes two weeks to kick in on average, you've got to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get X3 50% off. X3 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year, and I believe the most powerful the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic. The man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is Funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
gentlemen. You're watching InfoWars.com, band.video. This is the American Journal. Song by the uh, increasingly based MIA called The Message. You can actually see from uh, this weekend, October 15th, pop star MIA dropped from GQ Awards after tweet defending Alex Jones. Pop singer MIA has been dropped from GQ Magazine's upcoming Men of the Year Awards after defending controversial radio host Alex Jones and suggesting that celebrities pushing vaccines should pay damages. MIA responded by saying the magazine's staff, quote, don't have balls. <laughs> the British singer shared a message from GQ on Twitter on Friday in which the one of the magazine's editors canceled her appearance at the awards night as well as an upcoming photo shoot. The decision to drop the singer was made due to the, quote, controversial nature, nature of her, quote, current Twitter activity. The message explained, how dare you stand up against the big pharmaceutical companies? How dare you support Alex Jones? She says, you print words for a living. How do you judge a man of the year when you don't have balls? <laughs> and, of course, all this is a response to the very – Milk toast. I mean, normal, just not controversial at all. Statement: If Alex Jones is li- is paying for pays for lying, shouldn't every celebrity pushing vaccines pay too? It's like, shouldn't we just treat people fairly? And they're just like, you are no longer allowed to work in our industry. Incredible. So you know, she's paying the price for for standing up for what's right. I just hope she's. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Just hard headed enough to understand what's going on and, and uh, keep fighting back against it. Now we're going to go out to your phone calls here in just a second. I do want to uh, go to a video here from Alexandra Lanes, friend of the show. She did a video responding to a well, piece of contention this weekend from Redux.info, quote, insulting uh, Ulta Beauty interview features two males discussing motherhood and girlhood. Ulta Beauty, one of the largest cosmetic retailers in the United States, is facing backlash from women on social media after featuring an interview with a controversial trans-identified male who rose to fame after documenting his, quote, days of girlhood. The interview, hosted by gender-fluid hairstylist David Lopez, was clipped and shared on the outlet's official Twitter on October 13th to promote the full-length video posted to their YouTube titled The Beauty of Girlhood. The interview focused on Mulvaney's transgender identity and rise to stardom through TikTok. And, of course, this has inspired a a great deal of pushback. And, again, I think this is indicative of the wider trend taking place where women are seeing that their value as women is being diminished and destroyed by essentially impersonators, which is – yeah, yeah, it's happening. So I want to go to – I don't want to mansplain this. I don't want to come in here with my (laughs) – Let's just go to the video. Let's just go to Alexandra Lane's, the, uh, what does she call the mach- machine gun of truth or something? That's certainly the nickname she deserves. Here's Alexandra Lane's responding to this idea of Ulta Beauty using transgender men dressed up as women to explain to everybody what girlhood means. Here's Alexandra Lane's. Ulta Beauty is now Ulta Delusional. You know, did you ever think you'd see the day where beauty brands would create a podcast with two biological males talking about girlhood? It's essentially two males mansplaining what it means to be a woman. You know, beauty could be for anyone, sure, but girlhood is for girls. 
Girlhood is not just a product that you can purchase at the makeup store. You know, my biggest issue with this is these two men talking about how they want to be a mom one day and that they absolutely can be. No, you absolutely cannot be and never will be a mother. Renting the womb of another woman will never make you a mother yourself. Not even adopting will make you a mother. You know why? Because you are a man. 99 things a man can be and a mom isn't one of them. Women are not a fetish. We are not gender-affirming tools for males that want to feel more feminine. We are more than a dress and some pretty eyeshadow. And the fact that we have to keep reminding men of that is pretty dang sad. So maybe stop erasing women and treating us like caricatures to be mocked. Thanks. <clears throat> I guess the response to that is oof. Oof. <laughs> destroyed. Ulta. Destroyed. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff from Alexandra Lanes, And I think she explains it uh, better than I ever could. It is insulting and disgusting that you would have two grown men on a podcast talking about what it's like to be little girls and uh, explaining to other women what motherhood is like. Sounds like you're mansplaining her video right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm manterpreting. Man, man, manterpreting. I, okay, we're running with that. We just coined a new phrase. It's man, ours. <laughs> manterpreting? Manterpreting. <laughs> yes. So, uh, that's what men do. We create things, including new words to describe the other things that we're doing. Uh, with that, we go out to the phone calls. Andrew from New York has a comment about the WHO Canada Emergency Act. Thanks for calling in. Andrew, you're on the air. Or you will be momentarily. Sorry, we're taking other calls here. Uh, let's go to Andrew, fellas. Okay, Andrew, thanks for calling in. You're on. Infowars.com. Um, there's actually two different events that happen this week. Um, one is the World Health Organization Summit. That's happening in Germany, um, so they got to stop the treaty from taking place in that one. And then there's also the Canada Emergencies Act inquiry that happened um, because of the the trucker protest and then the Trudeau, Trudeau douchebag, <laughs> he uh, put in the Emergencies Act for, to try to take more power. Yeah. For himself. Yeah, and uh, basically right now what they're doing is um, investigating whether or not that was a legitimate invocation of the emergency act or whether it was purely political. I think we know what the outcome of that should be, what it is or not. We'll wait to see. We will definitely pass those yeah, Canada, questions. Go ahead. Yeah, Canada is completely infil- – almost completely infiltrated by World Economic Forum. Yeah, that it is, and, and we'll make sure to uh, ask Alex Cargill about that because you know he's in Canada as an act as an anti WEF activist. He'll be able to give us the lowdown on how that all is going. And uh, as to your first point, the treaty, we actually have a video that we'll show you in the first five minutes of the next hour. So we'll take phone calls here, but we'll revisit that topic uh, just after the next commercial break. But for now, let's go to Neff in Connecticut. Uh, what is your top story for today? What do you think should be the uh, number one concern of interested people? Neff, you're on the air, or you will be soon. Let's go to Neff, guys, line number five. All right, Neff, thanks for calling in. You're on the Hello? air. Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you now, yep. Oh, hey. Uh, nice talking to you. Um, well, I think a lot of the callers that were just speaking kind of <laughs> spoke about it. Um, I think the biggest thing should, of course, be the drills that are happening this week um, that are amplifying the nuclear situation. And then just more or less to be mindful about, um, you know, the the Kanye thing. Yeah, I agree. It's a distraction. And I think the biggest reason why we should be aware of it is because there have been a lot of anti-Semitic legislation that's been passed since 2017 um, that really gives rise 
into data collection and it brought in the definition around anti-Semitism. So I think, you know, being mindful of like war going on and then, you know, them giving credence to, you know, people being distracted by, you know, anti-Semitism, quote unquote, which is not really what's happening, you know, either. And knowing that they're just, you know, giving reason to, to, you know, pry more into lives of people that are talking about things on, you know, Twitter and social media platforms. Right. Um, and I also wanted to just plug, um, have you ever, I haven't ever heard anybody speak about this on InfoWars, but um, are you familiar with Steve Benoon, like the Israeli News Live? Uh, I'm not, say the name again. Uh, Steve Benoon. I don't think I know that, no. Well, I think that's a platform that a lot of people should check out. It's the IsraeliNewsLive.com. He also has a Patreon channel. But he actually posted um, a documentary last week um, that would never be shown anywhere. It's like the second clip now where it actually talks about more about, you know, more a more of a holistic view about the, the war in Russia. Mm. And I think that that's a pretty important documentary that most people should watch. It actually talks about how the war has been going on for a lot longer than the last seven months the history around it, you know, Putin's response, et cetera. So I just wanted to make people aware of that platform because I think that's a really good, um, you know, place to pull news from, get a more rounded understanding of what's going on, um, right. well, things we'll, like that. We'll, we'll check it out. Give us the uh, website one more time. So it's Israeli News Live. Israeli News, news Live dot com. Okay. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. We will... Uh... We'll check that out. Thank you very much for that call, Neff. We'll be back on the other side. More of your phone calls. We'll show you that video from Tedros about the World Economic, the World Health Organization uh, treaty that's being proposed and voted on very soon. Quick reminder here, go to 1776coin.com and use the code 1776 to get $35 off each limited edition collectible silver coin and orders over $150. Get free shipping at at 1776coin.com. That's 1776coin.com. By the will of God and by God working through you and your support, InfoWars continues to persevere against attacks never before seen in the Western world against independent media. Thanks for keeping me in the fight. And over the years, you have come to the table. You have stepped to the plate so many times and kept InfoWars and free speech on the air, and I thank you. But now, I have my own legal bills that have reached the point that I can't pay them, and I need your support. So if you want to keep this operation moving forward, if you want to back me in this fight against the globalists, please visit SaveInfoWars.com. And SaveInfoWars.com takes you a URL at Give Sim Go for direct Alex Jones Legal Defense Fund. This whole phase of their attacks, four years in the making, is almost over. And right at the end, we're not giving up, we're not giving in, but we could give out. So please, if you support what we're doing and want to fight for liberty and freedom and justice in the future, go to SaveInfoWars.com today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. We're going to cover a story that... It's sort of like the same plot repackaged over and over. We see this time and time again when it comes to defeating the globalists and fighting the liberal mind virus. There's a couple things that make our job that much more difficult. It's like playing whack-a-mole, but whack-a-mole in like an interdimensional 
glitch realm where the things that you're hitting aren't even real and the th- it's like you're constantly confused as to whether what you're striking at is an illusion or whether it's the real thing. I mean it's just – it's all very convoluted and, and hard to get a, a hold on because of the language that's used and the rhetorical tricks that hide the, the real concern. So the biggest issue as conservatives that we have is that we have to constantly be beating back the attempts to – alter our system to one more restrictive and and surveilled and controlled. So, you know, it's not enough that like they proposed this World Health Organization treaty that would supersede all national, you know, government documents and and put above all national governments an international, you know, group of lawmakers that could dictate to everybody else, you know, what the rules are now. It's not enough that like they propose that, we defeat it, and then it's just like over. And it's like, great, we won that contest, moving on. No, no, that just means that they're going to reform, reformulate, try to get their ducks in a row and try again. Then we got to defeat them again. Then they're going to manipulate a little bit more, get certain people out, bring certain people in, move again, try again. They're going to keep doing that until they succeed, and we have to keep beating them back every single time. And it's exhausting at a certain point. And the other difficult thing about this is that there is no semblance of truth in anything that they say. So if we're trying to fight inflation, they put forward an Inflation Reduction Act that's actually a climate change bill. And in this case, you see, as we listen to the World Health Organization's leader, Dr. Tedros, whatever, it's not a pandemic treaty. It's about diversity and equity and global communism. So these are all of the issues that we continually have to deal with when fighting back these insatiably dishonest scumbags trying to take over our world. Here is leader of the World Health Organization talking about the new treater, Tedros. Let's watch. The theme of this year's World Health Summit is taking global health to a new level. Global health. It sounds great. Does it? But what does it mean? It means com- global communism. Three things. Okay, suggest the three First, things. Taking a global health Taking global health to a new level means we need a new global agreement or global accord based on a shared vision. Mm. At exactly the moment when the world needed to come together to face this common threat as one, the COVID-19 pandemic has been characterized by a lack of cooperation and coordination. When we can only face shared threats with a shared response based on a shared commitment to solidarity and equity. That's what the pandemic accord or pandemic agreement that countries are now negotiating is all about, an agreement between the nations.